Welcome to Redefining Success, the Kingdom Builder Spotlight. I'm your host, Eric L. Dunavant, the Mindset Disruption Strategist and President and CEO of Paradigm. My teams and I redefine success for purpose-driven families and businesses by challenging social norms and balancing family and finance to build kingdom impact and generational prosperity. I believe that there are families and businesses that have learned to give a new definition to the word success from a kingdom perspective. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the next 20 to 30 minutes where we take traditional thinking and turn it upside down. Welcome everyone. This is Eric L. Donovan, the Mindset Disruption Strategist. We are here for another episode of Redefining Success, the Kingdom Builder Spotlight. Joining me today is Justin Breen, the founder, CEO of Brepic, author of Epic Business and his newest book, Epic Life. Justin, thank you so much for joining me today. Faith, focus, family, financial, and uh, I'll add a, a fifth F, fun, fun. Fun, fun. I like all of those. Hey, would you, real quick before we get started, Tell my audience about yourself without talking about your business. Well, the most insulting question um, that someone can ask me is, what do you do? Because no one cares. Um, <laughs> that's a business owner transactional question. I don't, most of my days talking to the world's top entrepreneurs. So we never, <laughs> never <laughs> talk about what you do. Um, yeah. So uh, I'm a dad who happens to be an entrepreneur, uh, married a stabilizing human, uh, pediatrician wife, thank God. She's almost your Colby twin. And our sons are eight and 10, and they are both nine quick start to fo- follow through maniac visionary. So <laughs> you're at a busy time at eight and 10. That's a fun time, though. That's a fun Faith, time. Focus, family, financial fun. Yeah, there you go. What do you, so you, faith, focus, family, financial fun. What are you passionate about right now? Well, most of my day is talking to the world's top ideators. And so they're shiny objects, shiny objects, shiny objects, shiny objects. So they're people changing the world, the. Um, and then I'm hyper-focused. So I only ask myself two questions uh, each day that actually matter. One, did I have a good experience that day with my family? I found that every day the answer to that is yes. And then two, did network grow on a global level. When you um, increase your network on a global level, you create endless opportunities for your network and yourself. So I haven't mm-hmm. done anything outbound or no gimmicks in years. You just create value for highest people on planet and then they create value for you. And that allows me to spend time with my family. So that's my <laughs> focus every day. <laughs> that's the only focus I have. Have you seen uh, Hero Dreams of Sushi, the documentary? No, that's- no, I haven't. Your eight fact finder. I'm an eight fact finder also. Our eight fact finders would like it. So Hero was a three-star Michelin chef. He had a 10-seat restaurant, a 10-seat restaurant, three-star Michelin chef. And it was in like a subway uh, thing in Tokyo. Like when you go down to a subway, okay, so this is a three-star Michelin restaurant. So his whole life, um, I'm not sure if he's still alive, but his whole life, he just spent uh, making sushi, making sushi, making Mm. sushi, making sushi, makes And he said the key to life, and he has a family, but the key to life is to know, find your skill that you're good at and then just master it every single day. So I master my skills of being a dad who happens to be an entrepreneur and then network on a global level. 
just master it every day, every day, every day. I love that. I love that. Tell me a little bit about the journey. I mean, most people don't just discover this by themselves or. On <laughs> so how did you, how did you get to be able to kind of turn, I would almost say turn your life upside down by emphasizing nice. the right things. Well, so, you know, uh, you're either born top entrepreneur on planet or you're not. I strongly feel, I mean, you're with what happened with your dad's business and then your mom before high school, most people would turn those into excuses and then not create um, big global company. They wouldn't do that. Why? Because they're not top entrepreneur on planet and they make excuses. Yeah. So you're either born, <laughs> you're either born like this or you're not. I mean, most people I think would, I think most people would choose to make as much money as they want to do what they like to do, uh, make sushi every day. Yeah. <laughs> and I think most that they make excuses. So entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs, um, my, all, all I do is simplify, uh, things into patterns. I'm guessing your brain's kind of like that too, the way you just realized that, but yeah, yeah, I can see the answer, but the, um, um, so I talk to the top ideators, they're all over the place. And then I hear blah, 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 and then simplify into a pattern. Okay. So entrepreneurs, not business owners, not humans, not, I know, not consultants, entrepreneurs, most damaged people with best coping skills, most damaged, best coping skills. So what does mm. that mean? Yeah, right. Your pattern brain will appreciate all this because you have four F's and then here's four things. So this is the these are the four things that separate entrepreneurs from humans. And then my firm's partner only with entrepreneurs, not business owners, not because yeah, business yeah. owner stuff bores me. It, I don't understand it. Okay, so <laughs> I have not met one person like us, not one that hasn't overcome at least one of the following four things. Most are two or three. The really successful ones are almost always threes and fours. Most of them are all fours now. So here's the four things. One, bankruptcy or potential bankruptcy. You can check these off when I say them, but Yeah, I know. Exactly. Okay. I've been there. Yeah. I've already, bankruptcy or potential bankruptcy. Two, depression. Three, highest level of anxiety that you can imagine. Four, likely and or possible traumatic experiences as a child or young adult. So humans, business owners, consultants, those are excuses. Entrepreneur at highest level, figure it out. I mean, that's yeah. what, right. Yeah. So you're either born like that or you're not because most people make excuses. They're not born like that. If you are born like that, which is rare, again, maybe my firm's partner with 0.1% of the population. So out of 8 billion, that's 8 million. So you're you're that 8 million. So if you are born like that, uh, what did you say? Flip the script that you can you know, work on your mindset every day. So I just focus on abundance, visionary investment mindset and spending time with my family and growing network. Yeah, yeah. Um it's interesting. What did you say? Number four, four was. Oh, I'll read into them again. Sure. So yeah. bankruptcy or potential bankruptcy yep. two depression, three highest level of anxiety that you can imagine. And four likely and or possible traumatic experiences as a child or young adult. So how did the, the funny thing is, and I don't know how it is for you, but it, probably for the other entrepreneurs is I still like to throw myself into high anxious. Why would you not places. do that? Yeah, that's the only way to learn anything. That's right. Yeah, so you don't write. So the other interesting thing is that your first F is faith. Most successful, not all, but most of the successful entrepreneurs that I talk to believe in a higher power. Now, I'm not talking about religion. I'm talking about that's the, whatever religion it is. Yeah. is fine, but they're 
And the only proof I need that there's a higher power is someone like my wife married someone like me. So that's somewhat <laughs> a joke, but I'm being serious. Like there's no, my wife is full empathy, love, warmth, pediatrician rules, all that stuff. And then, so that makes no sense. Um, but other than there's a higher power, but, but I'm just very grateful for that. And then it's comforting to have when you go into high risk, high nervous situation that there's something out there guiding. Yeah. Yeah. So what part of, tell us about what part of your experience launched you into this? I mean, you're talking about bankruptcy. Did you, you faced that? Have you kind of, mm. what, what brought you, what brought you here? Tell us your story. Let's Here's see. the brain. Okay. Okay. I'm getting, I'm relating to your brain. On the uh, strength finders, there's 34 of them. Gallup Clifton strength finders. I'm uh, seventh in relator. So I'm relating okay. to your, trying to relate to your brain. Okay. And then my wife's like, stop identifying people as numbers, but that's how I, that's how I see <laughs> it seems to be where your head goes. <laughs> like total foot. But so there's a two part answer to that. There's a two part. So I was born to be this person. My dad was 61 when I was born. My mom was 27, 61, 27. Dad would be 107 if he was alive now. He was a World War II hero. Uh, he was shot down multiple times in combat, many times without a, a parachute, got back into a plane. So that's my litmus test. You either can get into a plane without a parachute after another one has been shot down or you make an excuse. And I just don't understand. I, yeah. It makes no sense to me. Um, your, your dad, my dad, I think somewhat similar, um, somewhat similar in terms of visionaries and wanting to grow, uh, wanting to grow business. My dad became a uh, attorney in Nuremberg trial, a uh, Nazi war crime trial, um, president of an insurance company. Um, his best friend when I was five was assassinated in a famous mafia hit. And that's one of my first memories is my dad, uh, protecting us. Cause he was, they thought they were going to kill him next. Wow. Um, um, and then my mom was 27. So that's my dad. Okay. So yeah. you're either born like this. Okay. And then my mom, 27. So in his late fifties, a drunk driver, uh, hit my dad head on drunk driver killed instantly. And, uh, uh my dad broke every bone in his body. And when he woke up, uh, my mom was there. She was his nurse. Um, and she literally is your Colby twin eight, six, four, two. Uh, I, all I do is talk to people like us. I haven't, I haven't met one of them with more hustle than my mom ever. She's, mm. she's still alive. She's the ultimate survive and thrive ultimate, uh, not an entrepreneur, not no. an entrepreneur, but the ultimate survive and thrive. Mm. And, uh, so here I am. Okay. So that's one, that's one. And then, uh, get back into a plane without a parachute after another one has been shot down. So a little over six years ago, I was, I was a journalist for 20 years. So a little over six years ago, had job salary cut in half, couldn't find a job. Mm. Uh, so with zero business background, uh, incorporated, uh, uh, over the next six weeks while I was working full-time at half salary, I reached out to 5,000 people to find first five clients. Uh, most people can't do that cause they're not, you're not, you're not like that. So, yeah. um, Got fifth client, resigned next day. And then Robert Feeder, who at the time was top media columnist in the Midwest, did a story I'd started, my own firm. So that was just a start first company. Now two that only partner with top visionaries on planet. So, Wow. Wow. You reached out to 5,000 people? Well, yeah, that's entrepreneur life. <laughs> Why would, when, yeah, most people can't do that. When did, when did you say that was? 
February 10th, 2017 to June 5th, 2017 is when that article came out. Okay. Wow. Wow. Um, Tell us a little bit about kind of the first book. I know you've got Epic Life coming out. Tell me a little bit about Epic Business. So I'm very grateful that Chris Foster wrote Never Split the Difference to the Forward and very things. And then that came out in 2020, right in the heart of COVID. Mm. And uh, uh, for First Company's 30-month anniversary, which was in 2019, published a list of 30 things I had learned from top entrepreneurs on the planet in the company's mm. first 30 months. And uh, I, at the time, I think I had 40,000 followers on social media, something like that. And then uh, everyone's like, oh, you have to write a book. So I'm like, okay. So, <laughs> and then the newest one, which just came out, um, I'm very grateful that Dr. Peter Diamandis is one of the top entrepreneurs in the world. Um, he's one of Elon Musk's best friends. He he did the forward. Mm-hmm. And then it just hit Wall Street Journal, USA Today bestseller list. Very grateful for that. And it was number one overall on Amazon Kindle for sales, not one of the subcategories, the whole, the whole thing. And then it's about how to build collaborative global companies while putting your loved ones first. I talk mm-hmm. to one to two people like us every single week that have let entrepreneur life destroy their family life or prevented them from anything meaningful. So that book's about how to build collaborative global companies while putting your loved ones first, mm. which is a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. What you, how many do you, did you said you run into entrepreneur? I mean, I know they're out there. You're actually having conversation with entrepreneurs who have got that messed up. Who are not putting one to two. So entrepreneurs, most damaged people with best coping skills. And they use those coping skills to create massive wealth, massive company, massive, whatever that is, massive cars and garage. Yeah. Certainly not always, but many times at the expense of family meaning. Yeah. I, so I talked to one to two a week that have let entrepreneur life destroy their family life. Wow. Yeah, that's a bad idea. Yeah. It is a little bit of a bad idea. What have you, what have you found a way or anything that gets their attention or they have to burn it to the ground before they realize <laughs> many times they have to burn it to the ground, but the, um, in terms of in terms of that specific thing, my favorite chapter in the new book is uh, winning the wrong game. Mm. That's something who's a someone who's a very smart entrepreneur can ask themselves: Are you, you know, what game are you winning? And most of the time, they're smart enough when they ask themselves, they can realize what the answer actually is. But sometimes they don't even realize what game they're winning. Mm. Mm. You were in journalism for fifteen years. Uh, 20. Yeah. And 20. still, I mean, nothing has changed. I was an entrepreneur who happened to be a journalist and <laughs> I just run two companies where uh purpose of my life is to be connecting superhero for every visionary who shares their stories with the world. So now, and so I'm a visionary uh, sharing story with the world. It, it's just being a litmus test for people you serve. But it, in terms of the journalistic aspect, nothing has changed at all since going from journalism to this. It's still writing about and connecting cool people changing the world. Yeah. Yeah. Did you, when you got started in that, did you have kind of a definition of what you thought it would look like to be successful in that? Mm, Great question. No one's ever asked me that. So you get back into a plane without a parachute. You never stop. You never give up. Um, I guess the word goal, uh, the goal was to eventually make it to the Chicago market very, it was very difficult. Um, I finally got there after like 14 years 
of like, so I was in a small paper, then a medium paper, then a large paper. Um, and um, then I was an executive editor of a medium paper. And, but basically every Chicago, every Chicago outlet had rejected me. And then a new one started. And that was the one, which was a perfect fit for what I, how my brain works. That was the one that hired me. And then that was also the place where job salary was cut in half. Mm. Um, I'm very grateful for being, I mean, I'll be forever grateful for being there. And so that was, so you worked whole life to get to that point. And then it's, and then it's, you know, 20 years, you're like, well, plane just got yeah. shot down, <laughs> figure it out. <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> yep. So that pulls the rug out from underneath you on that, you know, so that successful, um, it sounds like it's just the way that you're wired and the way that your DNA is made up. But as you're, as you were you making too. those 5,000 connections, as you're kind of pulling everything together, what was the new definition of success? Was it the family be a dad first mm -hmm. an entrepreneur second? Or well, that's always been, so that's a, that's an excellent question. So when you're a journalist, you don't, that you don't, you don't get into that for employee account office space. I still don't know what an S corp is. Cause I think it's funny to not know what that is. So when I started <laughs> first company, I, I didn't know you had to pay taxes four times a year. Like, I don't, that's not, you know, don't understand. Right? So it was always about purpose when job salary was cut in half. Um, and we live in North shore Chicago, which is a fairly wealthy upper middle class. Yeah. And we had just bought a house. Um, we had bought a house. I'm trying to think when we bought it. Um, we had bought it two years before that. Um, so initially, again, I had zero business background. Initially, reaching out to 5,000 people and why I had to resign or why I resigned when I got fifth client was because that amount on a monthly mm -hmm. income was the same as what my salary was as a journalist before um, uh, salary was cut in half. Um, but yeah, I mean, I didn't, I didn't know what I was doing. So um, I just realized I was always this person. I just didn't realize it until starting entrepreneur journey. Um, yeah. This has just helped me evolve into the person I was, I always was. It's just a more evolved version of it. How, were your kid? Your kids were how old when this started? Oh, uh, they were like two and three, two and three or four. Okay, or something like that. They're eight and ten now. So your wife had the pediatrician work going. Yes. Um, how did you have to convince her it was okay for you to go out on your own? I guess since you had the. Oh, that's a great question. That's another great question. Um, no, because this is what this is. And again, she's almost your Colby twin, eight, seven, four, two, you're eight, six, four, two. So that for the most part, by the way, that's a stabilizing human Colby. That is right. not a visionary. That's, there are exceptions to that. You're, you, you are like a selective visionary. I can hear it in you, but for the most part, that's a stabilizing human. And then you went through the most unstable amount <laughs> of childhood. I mean, I talked to a lot of folks with unstable childhoods, but you, yours is right up there. Yours is right up there. But so uh, um, in six years as an entrepreneur, six, I've had six great ideas, six. So one a year, 
if I have a great idea, the only person I bounce it off of where the opinion actually matters to me is my wife. So when I first started, first thing I go, oh, you think they'll do a good job with this? She's like, yes. So I'm like, okay. Because she doesn't say she's a stabilizing human. She's right. not. Right. So she said, yes. So I said, okay. That's all I needed to hear. <laughs> I didn't have to convince her at all. She, But she, if 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 it was a bad idea, she would have said, don't do that. Yeah, but how many entrepreneurs won't ask that question of their spouse? No, 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 <laughs> no, no. Those aren't entrepreneurs. <laughs> no, <laughs> an entrepreneur would add. <laughs> well, I hope they would. I guess I would say that I've, I've no, met a lot no. who try and comp- what I find to be, and you can tell me differently. My experience is that a lot of entrepreneurs try to compartmentalize things. Business is over here. Life is over here. This is here. This is here. So I may be an entrepreneur, but I don't bring my spouse into what I'm doing business-wise. And maybe you see that different. Maybe you found that to be different. I've just- For the big decisions. So this is, so I see things with patterns. Now see, you're a stabilizing human. You're a stabilizing, (laughs) you are. I mean, that's what your Colby says. Um, So usually people like me marry stabilizing humans, Mm -hmm. usually. I always ask people like me, I was like, oh, is your- is your spouse a nurse or a pediatrician or a social worker or a school teacher? And I'm like, well, how they, how'd you know that? I'm like, well, imagine marrying yourself. <laughs> so the real, the really big things, they, they bounce them off of. Yeah. yeah. But not everything because the stabilizing human won't understand what an entrepreneur is doing anyway. It won't matter. Right. Right. With the number of, so you get to talk to so many people. I'd love to kind of, from your perspective on what you're seeing right now, what are, entrepreneurs getting right right now in a post-covid world with the what what are they doing well the entrepreneurs that are succeeding so thank you so um most of my day again i don't talk to business owners or consultants or like there's none of that that stuff is boring to me if you look at it, it if you look at it within a strictly revenue thing, uh, which I don't, but most yeah. people do. Most of the people I talk to are running eight to ten figure companies. Um, um, and so there's very little. What do you do? Um, the other annoying question that people ask me is, "Can I pick your brain?" That's super annoying. That's <laughs> can I waste your time? Is what that means. Yeah. So we usually talk about life, family, um, if there is a family, um, purpose. Um, and so um, so business owners, consultants and stuff, they care about revenue, office space, employee account, all that stuff. They're trying to change their world there. And then a true visionary, they care about purpose, spending time with loved ones, mm. really and so they're changing the world, the, not yeah. their, their world. So in terms of success, it's about changing the world. I mean, I, I or to earlier, I, I'll just look at, so, okay. So today I talked to uh, one of the top entrepreneurs in Africa. I think she's 31, Forbes 30 under 30. She's revolutionizing Africa and the tech world. Um, and I talked to a woman who was, um, 
forced to rob a bank with her daughter. The, uh, uh, she was held at gunpoint, her and her daughter, when her daughter was seven, then she was forced to rob a bank and then had to go to trial because they thought she was robbing a bank, which she did. Yeah. Okay. So then, <laughs> then I talked to uh, another entrepreneur. She was, uh, that woman was in San Diego. And then this woman was in, uh, the other one was in Texas, was in Texas. And uh, her father uh, um, ran a car dealerships, was making, geez, he was, she said he was making a million dollars a month in the, she's 64 now. So probably. What what would that be? Well, her first company she started, she was running the books for him when she was 17 for a million dollars a month. Wow. Um, so she she's super interesting. And then she's writing her fourth book. She was talking to me about that. And then another one of my friends, he's he's become a great friend. He's based in Wyoming. Um, but he he has a global company that uh is starting to talk about making nuclear reactors, mm. nuclear reactors um around first starting in Wyoming, but then around the world. Um yeah. So like, but we never, we barely ever talk about business. We talk about life. So yeah. that's success to me. And then they're very grateful for me because like I can hear blah, 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 and then simplify and be like, oh, you need to meet this person. And I'm very grateful for them because they want to change the world and will they'll take action and make the investment to do it. Yeah. Yeah. What about, what are they missing? Well, they, I don't want to say getting wrong, but I mean, what are they missing the mark on right now? Well, what everyone's missing is the, having the right connections. I mean, that's what, if you have the right mindset, it attracts the right network and creates the right opportunities. And then what I've seen with life is that if you have the right mindset, it attracts the right network, creates the right connections and the having, and you can never have enough right connections. Mm. Uh, that's what that's what I see, and that's how my brain is totally focused on my family and network. So yeah, yeah. What are you? What's the number one thing you're teaching to your boys right now um, that you think will make a difference <laughs> for them in twenty years? <laughs> the number. <laughs> so that's a better question for my wife. <laughs> my wife tells me before parent teacher conferences, don't say anything. Um, and then my advice for children, my children is misdemeanor, somewhat okay, felony bad, and then silly, okay, stupid, not. So that's my parent. My dad took me to Platoon when I was like the movie Platoon. I think I was eight or ten, and then something like and then Robocop. So that's how I was written. Yeah. Um, yeah. So my teaching is we actually talk about people's Colby scores a lot. And then we yeah. talk about the freedom of being an entrepreneur. Why like what like after school, I pick them up at after school a lot and then I play football with them. Um, and then I basically taught an entire generation of, of kids at my son's school how to play football because their dads are never there. So I'm like, guys, why do you think uh, I'm here? And then their other dads aren't. And so. Um, that's what we talk about. And then I've never treated them like children ever. So they're like little, little adults. Talk a little bit more about that, because I think that makes a big difference on how kids turn out. Well, talk to me is meaningless without um, an action and answer. So my dad, um, I got my dad after he had survived like every, yeah. <laughs> like everything horrible imaginable. And then I got, you know, like eight good years of him just being happy to be alive and have family. So right. every day, every day when he was um, alive from like when I was like five to 13, he would say the cream rises to the top, the cream rises to the top. So that's the first chapter in an epic life book. And then 
we just partner with the cream that rises to the top or someone that will someone that will do whatever it takes to rise to the top. So no excuses. I mean, mm-hmm. okay, whatever happened to you. Okay. I mean, terrible. Figure it out. Yeah. Ter- I mean, that's a, that was, a, that's a tough thing that you went through. Okay. Figure it out. Figure it out. Yeah. My dad also died in eighth grade, although technically your mom died right before ninth grade, a day before, right? A day. Yeah. I buried my mom the day before I started my freshman year of high school. You know, oh. the, literally oh. the day before oh. I went I to high school through. the next day. Oh, right. Of course. So yeah. my dad had a heart attack. Um, we, we buried him. Uh, it was on a, it was on a Sunday. I went to school Monday and the teachers are like, uh, what are you doing here? I'm like, well, what am I supposed to do? Right. Yeah. <laughs> you figure it out. <laughs> right. Okay. I mean, it's not, I mean, you know, okay. So I'm sorry you went through that, but I also understand. Yeah, the, okay. So, so, um, well, most human adults teach their children uh how not to lose i i've you know done a pretty good job teaching them how to win um so i don't understand i mean i just don't understand people making excuses so and then my wife has taught them how to say thank you how to have (laughs) friends (laughs) how to have a brain and be smart and i i mean i'm smart too but my wife's a different level of smart in that scientific world so it's a really interesting mix of like a full maniac with like hey they're like popular in school and have friends and stuff and (laughs) and do nice things in school so that's good (laughs) yay (laughs) justin i it's been a ball i we're gonna run out of time here soon is there anything you didn't get to share that you wanted to make sure you shared while we were together Yeah, you're you're an, you have an interesting brain, and um, you've done a, a great job with your life. Great job. Um, so again, I simplify into patterns. So I keep ma- making bigger investments into smaller rooms, but the people in those rooms are making bigger impact. That allows me to spend uh, biggest investment in smallest room, which is my family, where I can make mm-hmm. most impact. So bigger investment, small room, people in those rooms are making bigger impact. And it eliminates people that make excuses. And then that allows me to spend most time with my family. It's the same formula. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Where can people follow you, get the book, stay up to date with what's going on? Where all does that, where's the best place for that? Uh, one, thank you. Thank you for this. I appreciate it. See, my wife taught me how to say thank you. And the book's called Epic Life. It's all over all over world. And then uh, the main website is brepicllc.com. 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 We'll have that in the show notes. Justin, my, que- my last question is always the same. So in three generations, what do you hope your great-grandchildren remember about you? Great, great trend. So that's an interesting thing. Uh, I'm 45 now, plan to live to 123, although that will change to probably 140 and 150. Um, the technology is coming soon. Uh, one of the groups I'm in, Abundance 360, where they're, they're showing us the technology that it's coming soon that will allow people to live to 200, 300 years. So mm-hmm. frankly, I, I expect to be around for at least great-grandchildren. Um, but, uh, main goal is to be at grandchildren's wedding in a, uh, functional capacity. Yeah. And then, um, and then, you know, what, what really matters to me is that the lessons, uh, that I'm teaching my children get passed to their children and then mm-hmm. their children and then their children. That's really what matters to me more than anything. Well, you're doing a great job. I appreciate you being with me here today and sharing your wisdom. Thank you so much.
Thank you. I really appreciate it. Yeah. And it, it was been such a good visit. Everyone, we will be with you again next time. Have a fantastic day. God bless you. Eric L. Dunavit here. Thank you so much for joining us for Redefining Success, the Kingdom Builder Spotlight. If you're a business owner or a family who is actively redefining success or have thoughts on kingdom impact or generational prosperity, and you would like to be a guest on the show, then I invite you to apply. Visit www.ericldunavit.com slash podcast slash apply. Also, if you enjoyed today's episode, I would love for you to share that either through text or social media. Take a screenshot of the show and share that and share what you learned. If you know anyone that should be a guest on our show, we would also love for you to connect us to them. The best way to do that is to use hashtag redefining success. I love to read your thoughts and shares on social media. And we also are honored just to get any recommendations of people that you think we should be interviewing on the show. We are constantly adding new content, adding new podcasts. So first and foremost, I'm going to recommend that you subscribe so that you don't miss a thing. Also, you, all of your likes, your reviews, your shares, all of that makes a big difference to the show. So if you'll include those when you can, we definitely appreciate it. If you'd like to get in touch with me, visit www.ericl360 com and all of my connections to social and other ways to get in touch with me are there. This is Eric L. Dunavant, the Mindset Disruption Strategist, signing off. Until next time.